The Guardian. I'm Steve Cole. You're listening to the Guardian Children's Book Podcast. Uh, I'm at the Edinburgh Book Festival, dressed in a Spider-Man costume, uh, just to tantalise you a little bit there. Uh, if you hear um, strange things going on in the background, it, uh, it might be traffic, it might be people ooing and ahhing, people shrieking at the sight of me as they, they, they run uh, for, for help. And I'm here because I'm going to be asking questions by Patrick. So uh, you'll be listening to us having a little chat here in a courtyard at the Edinburgh Festival. The Cows in Action series features a time machine and the cows visit historical places. This bears similarities to Doctor Who. Is it Doctor Who with cows? Doctor Moo, you mean? Um, no, actually, Doctor Who wasn't the inspiration for this. Uh, in fact, the Terminator movies were my inspiration, or the Terminator movies, I should say, painfully. Um, really, it was the idea... I was actually chased by a herd of cows. That's where it all began. I was uh, out in a field with my dog, and these cows were, like, keeping pace with us the other side of the field. Uh, and, like, looking over, gave us really filthy looks. And at the end of uh, the field, I kind of turned around and went back. The cows chased after me. They started running, broken. You know, it was a stampede. 23 cows coming straight at me. Uh, luckily, although cows are very good at sprinting, they're not so good at long-distance running, and I was able to escape. Um, but I thought, wow, that was weird. What was that about? This aggression in these cows' eyes as they stared after me. I thought, maybe they weren't even real cows. Maybe they were robotic cows in disguise. Terminators. And uh, the name made me think, well, don't be stupid. You know, why would you have um, you know, Terminators coming back from the future? Um, I thought, well, of course, because we've been farming them and treating them very meanly, eating them. Uh, I'm guiltier than most of eating cows. Um, Maybe they want some payback. Maybe they're going to muck around with history and put savage warlike cows in charge of the planet. So the, the, kind of the origin of the idea came, came more from experience and, and then some rather silly speculation rather than being based on a, on a TV show. Do you ever get tired of writing and wish you were doing something else? Do I ever get tired of writing and wish I was doing something else? I almost constantly wish I was doing something else. Not because I don't like writing, but just because I have a very low boredom threshold, which is why I tend to write so many book series in it, because I like to do different things. Um, but it's, I, I just, there's so many ideas sort of floating around and so little time to actually do stuff with them. So I, I really do enjoy writing as much as I possibly can. Uh, I'd hate to not be writing. I always have to be writing. I feel slightly weird if I'm not. I just like varying what I do quite a lot. So it's good fun to come out and do events like um, at festivals and in schools and, and come and actually talk to the audience who read my books. I enjoy that very much as well. But um, without writing, I don't, know, I don't know who I am. Who am I, Patrick? Who am I if I'm not writing? I just don't know. Oh, Steve, come on. <laughs> um, Doctor Who was a very big part of your life. Do you miss it? Doctor Who was a big part of my life. Uh, in the 1990s, I was uh, the BBC's project editor for Doctor Who, which meant uh, commissioning uh, 22 80,000-word Doctor Who novels a year, plus non-fiction books and uh, CDs of uh, new stories and old stories and videos every month. And it was an awful lot of work. And it was um, Doctor Who was something I'd liked all my life. The first book I ever read was Doctor Who and the Revenge of the Cybermen. Uh, in 1976 or something. So, so, uh, so in a way, because it's always been a part of my life, I, I 
don't actually miss working on it professionally quite so intensely because after I moved on from being the editor I got to write quite a lot of the books and when it came back in 2005 I was one of the writers chosen to write another comeback novel which was very exciting and wrote a few more of those for the uh, for um, not just the Chris Eccleston Doctor but the David Tennant version as well um, so yeah I I'm really happy Doctor Who's come back and, uh, and it's really nice for me to enjoy it as a fan instead of knowing everything that happens in advance. I quite enjoy not knowing and finding out along with the rest of the country. So, When you stopped working with Doctor Who, did you ever think of writing things that weren't science fiction? Well, after Doctor Who... Um, well, science fiction has always been something that I've enjoyed very much. Um, I do uh, write stuff that isn't sci-fi. Um, I've written... Um, some books called um, the Freakum High books which are set in a school where slightly freaky stuff goes to happen but it's more kind of like bizarre stuff than, uh, than space stuff um, I, I like the whole magic fantasy business I like uh, bringing that imagination into my writing so I guess I'm always going to do stuff that's a little bit out there uh, I have written though um, lots of thrillers for older readers like the Tripwire books which were co-written with a uh, real life bomb disposal expert um, that's uh, very very true to life he brought absolute real-world experience of diffusing bombs to these thrillers we did. Um, so it's, it's, it's different stuff. It's nice to use different imaginative muscles in your brain by doing different genres, but sci-fi and fantasy are always the, the places I'm going to feel the most comfortable. Jenny Colgan has just written her Doctor Who novel. What other authors do you think would be good at writing science fiction? Yes, Jenny Colgan's an interesting one. But she was a big Doctor Who fan when she was younger, um, I think sometimes it's easy to pigeonhole writers and, and put them into place and think they can only only do that. Um, who else would be a good writer? I'd like to see, uh, you know, Jacqueline Wilson do a Doctor Who. I think that'd be fantastic, you know. Um, Enid Blyton would have been very good at Doctor Who as well. I think it's slightly too late to, uh, to bring her in now. Um, who else? Uh, I just think, uh, you know, let's get Stephanie Mayer in. Let's, let's get them all in, you know. It's like, the sky's the limit. And I think the more people you have writing for Doctor Who, the uh, more exciting it is. It gets. Uh, Michael Moorcock, um, a big fantasy writer of, who's been going for a long, long time, he recently wrote a Doctor Who book as well. People bring different perspectives from it, from the different stuff they've written. And uh, something like Doctor Who can always accommodate different styles and different approaches. Um, and so, yeah, reading Jenny's book, which I think is great, Dark Horizons, um, you do get a sense that, that it's slightly informed by some of her other writing. The uh, relationships in it are very, very tenderly fleshed out. And, uh, but there's also loads and loads of Doctor Whoish excitement going on there as well. So uh, clearly she's a fan who's uh, you know, she's a very talented writer as well. What do authors do at book festivals when they're waiting to give their next talk? Do you go and listen to other people or write or go to sleep? <laughs> or all three at the same time, sometimes. Well, I think you, uh, you wait in your hotel, you hang out at the yurt and just sort of like see other authors going in. Some, you know, it's the only time we might see each other. Um, I've just been given a killer carnival squirrel. Um, I'm pausing slightly while that happens. You can see a siren in the background there, but perhaps you can hear that. It might be after the squirrel. Um, he looks innocent, but is a dangerous presence. Has been introduced. Trust me. Yeah, it's, it's our only chance to see each other. Sometimes, like um, I bump into people like you know, lovely Philip Ardar or, or the two Steves. I, I tend to see them at uh, festivals or events or shows like that. So it's quite nice for us to catch up and make new friends and acquaintances, and uh, yeah, go out and see other people's shows. I mean, the Edinburgh Festival is my uh, my favourite of. Of, of the year, I, I, I think probably, just because uh, I've been coming for quite a while, and um, it's always nice to uh, go back to it and feel a part of it. It's a, it's a welcoming place to be. And as an author, you spend so much time on your own, 
um, trapped in front of your computer writing away. It's, uh, it's nice to do something a bit more social, sociable. So, yeah, that's why. I think I probably would do all the things that you mentioned, yeah. If you had a chance to write more Doctor Who novels for the BBC, would you? Um, I've written shorter stories for um, the more recent Doctor Who's. Um, like I wrote an audio reading for the 11th Doctor, which was read by Arthur Darville, who plays Rory. Um, but really I'm focusing more on my own novels and my own characters. Uh, I've written quite a lot of Doctor Who stuff to the point where I don't think writing more Doctor Who is really helpful. Um, either to me or, or to readers there's so many people wanting to do it so I felt yeah let someone else have a try and, uh, and focus on my own characters really so yeah I do like coming back to it and I also write sometimes I write audio plays for some of the old Doctor Who's that I grew up watching as well like the, the fifth Doctor I mean, I've done a, one for him came out uh, earlier this year um, so yeah I, I keep up with it but um, in terms of novels I tend to concentrate on, on my own for the time being great downloads go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio